This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan episode. I am so excited about this week. Anybody who knows me knows that aside from Below Deck, I am obsessed with true crime. And I'm also obsessed with both co-hosts, but I'm especially obsessed today with Kimberly, one of the co-hosts of A Date with Dateline. Dateline is one of my absolute favorites. And I have to admit, I'm mega jealous because they actually have gotten to talk to not only Josh, but also Keith at this point. So, hey, Kimberly, how are you? Tell us all your secrets. Hi, my secrets. (laughs) We weirdly whisper the word secrets Secrets. on our show. Uh, Sorry. That was the nicest intro ever. Thank you so, so (laughs) much. We are very lucky to do what we do, and I'm super excited to be here because I am geeking out about Below Deck. Yay! See, it's a mutual geek out, and also one of your other little inside things is never be the smile that lights up the room. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone that loves life, live, laugh, loves, has a smile that lights up the room, a contagious (laughs) smile, contagious laughter, will give you the shirt off your back. Never had an enemy. Yeah. (laughs) That... You're in danger, girl. Danger. <laughs> yeah. We have bingo cards that have all of the catchphrases that appear on That's multiple amazing. seasons of Dateline. So yeah, we have like a million bingo cards with like cell phone pings, love triangle, weird, disturbing facial hair, hot cop. <laughs> We've got FBI candy. We get really into it. I love this. That's so hilarious. Much. Yeah, I worked on a boat a little over a year ago and there was a huge TV in the galley. Why? I do not know, but it entertained me. And I would just leave headline news on like HLN and it automatically after like 10 a.m. would slip into true crime stuff. Yeah. And the first couple of times that the owner came into the galley while we were on this trip, he kind of eyeballed me sideways. Like, why (laughs) is this on? And I was like, I was just watching the news and then that came on, whatever. And then eventually I got into it and I started to make him really uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out how not to die today. So throughout the course of the rest of the trip, he would come into the galley and he'd be like, hey, what's going on? Good morning, Adrian. How you doing? And I'd be busy cooking breakfast. And he's like, so how are we not going to die today? I'm like, don't go running alone in the dark in a park. You know, what yep. I mean? like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we're not going to die today. So yep. we all learned something. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't ever take a beverage from your spouse. Uh, <laughs> 
Ron is screwed. I don't even think he knows how to pour his own drink. <laughs> I'm advocating for all staircases and homes to be changed into slides of some sort. <laughs> mm. Staircases are bad. Bathtubs are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Although everybody who works on a yacht on below deck would have PTSD if there's a slide installed in their house. Yes. So there is that. Absolutely. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. So we do love your show. Thank you so much. I just listened a little bit ago to Murder in Kitchen One. Yeah. Are you the kind of deep diver who it's not just enough for you to see it on Dateline, then you have to Google and research every flipping thing you can find on Murderpedia and everywhere else? That's more Katie's Mm. jive. I just want to recap what Dateline shows us. And then we just, we just do whatever Dateline does. That's what I'm here for because we've done over 300 episodes at this point. So I just don't. I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to get that into it unless Stateline's <laughs> covering it. Yeah, I get that. But Katie gets really into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, and because Katie's really into it, she's not a below deck watcher like you. So I say I don't have time because I am too busy watching reruns of Below Deck yes! and Bob's Burgers all <laughs> oh, the time. No way you watch Bob's Burgers too. That's awesome. Yes. That's our favorite cartoon. If it's not on what John lovingly calls the murder channel, it is on Cartoon yeah. Network and we're watching yep. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yep. Those are my comfort. That's so funny. And the Below Deck, there's like constantly a rerun on anytime you turn on Bravo now, right? Mm-hmm. There's a marathon. So I'm like, don't bother me. I'm in a marathon of season five through seven right now or whatever. Right. I only know when my seasons rerun because I get a whole bunch of nasty tweets. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, season one must so be on sorry. again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It happens. I've done the Reddit. I'll go on Reddit for Below Deck because none of my friends watch it. So I need to like be in that just mm-hmm. talk with other people. And I've seen you on there trying to be very helpful and educating people. Yeah. People are jerks. People will no, not I just went into go. that today. I just posted something today and I had a nasty comment. I was like, that's classy with a K. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. Can't. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> you got shafted because I will hands down say Sam was the worst stew I've ever seen. And you know, it wasn't just her. It was the combination of the both of them. I think cat alone probably would not have been that bad but it was mm-hmm. the chemistry between the two of them that was mm-hmm. really skin crawling honestly yeah, i would have loved to have seen you with a different group and see i think you would have done amazing i think you still did amazing yeah considering the fact that it was my first time doing it and i haven't yeah. done it since yeah yeah <laughs> i want to see you come back as a chef i would love that with somebody cool like on adventure series or on down under or something with I would love that. Someone fun. Should I start a petition on change.org? Because I, <laughs> I love this idea. Okay. I do. Except for they don't want an old happily married lady like me anymore. That's just, I know. Doesn't fit in with the demographic. It of the doesn't show, fit really. in yeah. with the hoe better by Bravo. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, my hoeing with Bravo days are over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into Below Deck, Kimberly? It was probably original season, but not for the first few seasons. I did have two friends that talked about it all the time, but I never got into Bravo or The Housewives. I was more TLC, 90 Day Fiance, Mm -hmm. because those shows have a real crossover appeal towards Dateline. Like, I really think there will be a 90 Day Fiance Dateline crossover at some point in the future. I'm surprised there hasn't been Um, yet. It's shocking that there hasn't. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple borderline that I can think of off the top of my head. So absolutely. But so I just start, I think I just started watching sometime in the original and then I watched all of 
med. I went back, I watched. So it's been at least seven years or maybe more. So you're in bed. You're in. I'm super, I'm in the cult. (laughs) But the past few years, I would say it's gotten progressively worse. As the show has gotten more popular and it's just been airing all the time, I can rewatch. And then now I'm just in because I don't even like watching new things, period. I just like watching my comfort shows. And that's Below Deck. I'm very much the same way. I can watch the same thing over and over and be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. I get PTSD, but it's fine. I'm sure you do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have to remind myself. I don't myself. usually watch my season, these are but real I can watch these others. Are, these are real people's lives. It's just like, well, and a lot of them I know, even if they're not on my season, like a lot yeah. of them are people that I've either interacted with since or knew beforehand before yeah. filming. So for me, some of them are hard to watch. Like I'm friends with Ashton. He, out of just about everybody that's been on any franchise has done a total 180 and really cleaned up his act and is a stand-up guy. And I mean, I thought he was to begin with, I didn't appreciate some of his antics and that Mm -hmm. was hard to watch as somebody who knows him. Yeah. Because I think what a lot of people don't realize is when you're in a pressure cooker, Mm -hmm. like the show, where there's a certain level of expectation, which we did not have my season, Right. I think it forces something out of you emotionally that maybe doesn't inherently exist otherwise. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. And so I think that that becomes really hard. So watch it. I don't watch action season. I watched it once all the way through and the end. Like I won't, I won't watch that season again because it's really hard for me to stomach that. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of seasons that for me, I would watch Lexi's season again because I'm going to have all the same feelings and still yell at my TV. Right. I was thinking of rewatching that season and then I just couldn't stomach it. Maybe after she leaves, I could watch like those episodes. I liked a lot of the people that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just she was so hard to stomach for me. The only one you cannot get me to watch again is BD Sailing one. Yeah. 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 Not going to do yeah. it. <laughs> Honestly, I can I can hardly watch anything with Adam. Like Adam is very hard for me to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Another thing that's different between our podcast is the people who you're talking about, everybody can hate on them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. say whatever you want and they're awful, horrible people. They were involved in heists or murders, awful people. We have to really toe a line here Mm -hmm. because they are everyday normal people. They haven't committed crimes. You do have to allow for growth in people yes. and redemption and evolution and all of those things. Whereas your topics are kind of clear cut. It's like, okay, this person murdered this person and they're in jail for life. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we want to make fun of the defense attorney or we want to make fun of, oh, you know, yeah. and then it's like, <laughs> they didn't actually do anything wrong besides really annoy me. Right. Uh, so can I talk badly about them? I should kind of be nice, but not. Katie is sort of the barometer of what is nice to say. She won't let me body shame murderers. And I think it's okay to body shame murderers. <laughs> I think those are the only people it's okay to body shame and she thinks it's not. So these are the conflicts that we've had over the course of the show. I do the editing on our half. So I'm the Katie in our team and I'm usually the other way. So Adrian has to usually say after she says something, don't put this in there Yeah, (laughs) because I'm like, "Ah, I don't see a problem with it. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that happens very rarely. 
but <laughs> occasionally. Occasionally. I wish I had more of a filter. It gets me in trouble. I gave up my filter. <laughs> I really kind of don't like take me as I am people, but I'm coming to find out I'm a take me as I am person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like I try and be kind and I try and compromise and do all the things. And beyond that, once I've done all that, I'm take me as I am. So yeah. I'm not just like, I'm just going to be an a-hole and you have to accept me like that. Yeah. I think our opinions are thought out and valid is the mm -hmm. difference. Like I have tried to look at this Natasha Dave situation from a couple of different angles and I still cannot get to a place where I feel like Natasha is somehow a victim here. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just can't get there. Mm -hmm. I wanted to like her yeah. at the beginning of the season and she has made that insanely difficult yeah. because she's just not a rational human being and the way that she's treating him, everyone can see it. Yeah. And it's, there's no way to edit that out unless you just don't show the relationship at all. Right. Where are you at with them? With Natasha and Dave? I did not enjoy the first film in the series called Malia and Adam. And I'm not enjoying the, <laughs> the sequel. sequel. I think Dave is the kind of guy who cries during sex. And you can't <laughs> ask that kind of guy to keep a relationship a secret. You can't be wishy-washy and go back and forth and play games because he's already picked out your wedding dress. Yeah. And it is a sweetheart neckline with lots of tool. And he knows how he wants your makeup to be. So she's got this being, out, Jen. He oh has. But that being said, the way he acts when he's drunk, those texts were super creepy, toxic, yeah. scary. And I watch Dateline for a living. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I did not, it was very hard to watch. But then she goes back to the boyfriend who also cheated on her and not telling him at first. And he's saying, you look amazing. And it makes my whole skin crawl because he just gazes longingly at her. Like he's in yeah. a twilight movie or something. <laughs> and it's just like, you're not a vampire. Stop it. And she needs to just be more clear. I think this is not the kind of guy you can play those sort of games with much like Adam wasn't that kind of guy either. Right. And I am all for female empowerment and dating whoever you want and not giving an F and doing it. But like, you have to take other people's feelings into consideration. Right. And she's causing chaos. I don't know if it's like a generational thing that it's like, mm. you have to make me feel good about this decision to dump you is basically where we're at with this. And I just don't, from his perspective, I'd be like, screw you. Like, you're yeah. not going to tell me how to feel about this. Yeah. I will deal with you professionally in the best possible way that I can. We will communicate about the things that matter as it pertains to our jobs. But don't tell me that I need to be okay with this, especially when you rub it in my face that you're back with your ex-boyfriend. Right. And I know all of the things that you told me leading up to us screwing on our last boat and making me think that I'm your guy not him. Mm -hmm. And giving mixed signals because she's still going to keep flirting with him. I think when she's in the galley mm -hmm. and she says, that's just her personality and she can't control it. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think she's flirting with him. I think she's manipulating him to her advantage. There's a yeah. big difference. And yeah. she does play like, Oh, it's so, I'm so delicate and it does drive me crazy I just want to scream at the women on Dateline too there's a lot of things I scream about on Dateline but one of them is when 
women are fighting over a man or even killing for a man. And it's like him. And I'm like, ladies, (laughs) raise your standards. But the other big thing I always yell is be your own Prince Charming. And she seems like the kind of girl that goes from man to man. And she says she gets lonely very quickly, like within days, she needs to have a new boyfriend. And now she's going and I just think, be your own Prince Charming. Come on. I wanted to root for you, but yeah. you're old enough to know better. Right. And that's the thing. If she was early twenties and still figuring this whole relationship thing out, I would understand it more, but she's already had one engagement that she broke off mm-hmm. that she told us about. Yeah. Then she had yeah, this last guy has been with five years and now what she's doing to Dave and then going back to the five. It's just she's been in the game long enough that she's making a game of it. And I just don't, I don't roll like that. Yeah. And like you said, I can't get behind Dave's text. And even when he was standing at the cabin door, you know, after the night out yes, and kind of just staring. Yes. That was a little odd to me. No, I think he wants to cook her skin, but <laughs> I do, I just think he's a bunny I, boiler. He might be. And I mean, they say he makes delicious food. So uh, I'm vegetarian. I probably wouldn't try it, but his food does look amazing. I think that I don't want to victim blame, but she is stirring the pot massively. Why couldn't she just wait to go back to the boyfriend until this season is over? Right. Or just keep it to herself because if they're trying to carry on a professional relationship, then that should not matter. Yeah. As long as she doesn't bring it up on their crew nights out saying, you know, advertising or like hiring a plane to fly a, a sign over top of their dinner table. Like, right. It shouldn't <laughs> matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're trying to keep their professional and their personal separate, then it's not necessary for him to know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All of that's a big mess. Okay. So we've talked about the people who are frustrating us. Who are you vibing with this season? Who really has you excited to either watch early on Peacock or show up at eight on Monday nights? I love Courtney and Z. I'm excited. I love that they are friends and she went to visit him in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why they're not bonding with Jason. It seems like Courtney and him would get along great. And I could see them like being backpacking couple together, living in a van or something, but (laughs) no shame. I actually want to do van life, except I don't like being outside or being dirty, but they, I think (laughs) think they would be cute together, but they're just not vibing. And I, are they being a little clicky towards Jason? I don't know. I don't know if they're being clicky so much. I take it as this podcast doesn't show it, but in my real life, I'm an extreme introvert, almost to a hermit level. I am too. Yeah. And so I feel like he is that person. He was a numbers guy before he went into this world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people like us are in our heads and we think something may be funny. That's not funny. Or we don't necessarily get all of the jokes as they're coming. And so I do think that he's excluded in that way, but part of that onus is on him to mix it up with them and not in the way that he's been doing. Right. I agree because I think Z has such a kind heart. And if he went to Z and said, I feel like left out, I feel like I'm not vibing. Z would, I think, respond differently and laugh at his jokes and take him under his wing and like befriend him. I agree. Cause I think even Z sat him down at a point 
and was talking to him. And when that whole C Bob on the charger, not on the charger happened, Mm -hmm. it was Z who protected him in that situation from the unwarranted wrath of Reagan. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think if Jason could be more vocal about it, but then again, if you're an introvert, a lot of times you're not going to be more vocal about it. You're just going to sit and write fiction in your head. So yeah, makes it tough. I was excited about Natalia and Storm, but I just do not like the way she handled their date night. No. Isn't that crazy? That was nuts. I just feel like she was very immature, like a baby. Like you're not having fun. You're not partying. Right. Like I'm bored with you. Yeah. And he's a great guy. And she said she's looking for a great guy. She said all of her boyfriends have cheated on her. Yeah. Ladies, raise your standards. Exactly. And she seems to me a little like a self-sabotager though. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where it's like, this is what you need to do to be my boyfriend. And if you don't do all of these things that you don't know this list that I've prepared in my head. Right. But if you don't meet all of the criteria that are on it, I'm done. And I want you to be more like my boyfriends who have all cheated on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I don't think that what he was saying or doing was that egregious. I mean, considering the fact that he has had a longstanding friendship with Z to in his downtime, be able to have a chat and be like, I'm still kind of stressed out. And I'm hoping like getting a little bit of validation from someone that is working with him Mm -hmm. 16 hours a day to say like, no, you're doing a good job. Like, don't worry. You're too much in your head about this. Like he needed that. Yeah. Right. In order to be able to continue to function. And she just didn't appreciate that. And my speculation is that it's because it wasn't about her. Yes. Yeah. You know, he has so far really gone out of his way in front of the entire rest of the group to make her feel special. And at that point, she just wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. You know, post their little date dinner situation. And I think she got miffed that he wasn't continuing to dote on her and focusing on something else. You're exactly right. And the reason... I think that is because the first warning sign I got was when Courtney was coming on board and she was like, she better not be pretty. She better not be pretty. (laughs) Thank God she was nice to her when she got there. Maybe she didn't think Courtney was pretty even Courtney's beautiful, but she was very nervous that the attention was going to be taken away from her. Right. Well, if she had seen the previous season, then she would have known that there was some kind of a hookup that happened between Z and Courtney. And so Mm -hmm. she probably wasn't fussed by it right does that make sense yes absolutely so and that Courtney was so likable the first time around yes and Courtney I believe believes in girl code and I think if she had said like Storm and I have something I think Courtney wouldn't oh she totally said that to her when she was helping her in the cabin Courtney's like she peed on her territory right she totally did (laughs) now I have a question for Adrian about Kyle his behavior towards the guests the penis thing, the fake penis thing, and the all, thing. all the peni. Yeah, all the multiple <laughs> peni. And the I'm surprised you're still standing up and all of that. And then I haven't seen the next episode, but it looks like he gets way more inappropriate. <laughs> I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain level to which you can banter back and forth, but at some point you have to stop yourself Mm -hmm. even if it's requested like I still have an issue every time we see the guys get in skivvies and dance for the guests it that doesn't happen on real yachts we have never been asked to do a strip tease we bring on professionals for that if we need it gotcha that's not how it really works in yachting I understand why it's it's gross 
because it's gross and objectifying and that's not what we're paid for and if the situation were reversed twitter oh, would be in an we would roar. all know how gross yeah. it was below yeah. deck would have been canceled by now yeah yeah if it was in the reverse because imagine and we on my season had a large group of mostly lesbians at the very end of my season if mm-hmm. i had come out making jokes about my vagina right mm-hmm. to that group like that's it's just as inappropriate mm-hmm. i understand that some parts of the lgbtq community are a little bit more forward with their comments because they're comfortable but that doesn't mean that in a professional environment ever that that's okay yeah especially in an environment like this and we just recorded earlier our comments about the most recent episode but it does get way more inappropriate and i am very disappointed yeah that that is the route that he chose to go my statement about it was i very much hope that this isn't a double standard that if it was a straight female doing and saying these things to a straight guy she would get in trouble like we've seen on other seasons or mm-hmm. like Danny season one. Of I was Mediterranean. just thinking about Danny. I, he never got the hint and then he kissed it. Yeah. He got his phone taken away. Yeah. And he got canned mm-hmm. because of his behavior. Finally. And I hope that there's not a double standard there. I understand the captain was different. It was Mark then. Yeah. But the rule still holds. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. And mm-hmm. I think that he has gotten away with a lot of things. And I would hope that Sandy watching this would cringe at some of the things that he said to some of the guests because it was inappropriate. Yeah. I think there's a, a line. Yeah, there's a way that you can banter and joke with people and flirt with people because some of that's your job. But I think that there's a line and he just doesn't seem to care. You never know when it's going to be too far. So it's better to just be safe than sorry. And what if they hadn't laughed at that fake penis thing? What if they had thought it was too far and they had said something to Sandy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have been his public defender because to have to be closeted for as long as he had to be. Yeah, I think that this is all a whole new world to him and he's navigating. I still don't think that's an excuse. I do for me just because the people I know who had to live that way, there was a navigation period afterwards of them finding who they were when they could be open about who they were. And it didn't always stay the same. And I understand what you're saying in a professional environment. I do think he knows where the line is. I think he got encouragement from Natasha and Natalia with the appendage Uh to where he thought that that was okay. I don't believe that. I think he knew it was probably borderline and did it anyway. Okay. I see both sides. I don't think encouragement matters. And to be clear... Mm -hmm. On many, many yachts over the last 16 years, I have worked with people in the LGBTQ community and nothing like that has ever happened. Right. Just like the deck crew doing striptease doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that doesn't happen. It really doesn't. And I guess that I'm separating it out. And this is, again, what you and I bring separately. I'm looking at it as a Bravo viewer, a Bravo-holic, and you're looking at it as somebody in the industry and it wouldn't happen in the industry i just think the line's a little farther on bravo and i think that we've seen in the past that there's almost encouragement for them to toe that line for entertainment value oh for sure that doesn't mean you have to right people still ask me all the time if the show is scripted it's not they don't ever tell you what to say or what to do they can 
suggest things to you, but that is on you whether you abide by those suggestions or not. But let's say you want to be cast next season again. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it behoove you to act more outrageously? I mean, sure, but at what cost to your own right, professionalism dignity. if you continue to work in this industry? Right. Unless you're just not invested. We've seen plenty of people that have come on the show and been absolutely ridiculous knowing that they're not going to get hired in the auditing industry right. again. Yeah, that makes sense. I really see both sides. I absolutely see both sides here. Yeah, yeah. It just disappoints me because I feel like there's a different way that doesn't have to be that extreme. I completely understand that. And I'm disappointed as well. I just am trying to give him the benefit of the doubt until he proves me wrong at this point because he's, I'm so endeared to him. I like his energy. I like the banter he and Natalia have, he and Tosh have even. That's the only moments that I actually enjoy Natasha anymore is when she's interacting with Kyle. And I don't disagree with any of that. I like him as a personality on this show. I just wish that he wasn't allowing himself to be objectified in certain ways so that it was for the purposes of entertainment. Because Mm -hmm. I think in a real life yachting situation, he would not be behaving that way. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I get that. I think to what Jen was saying, he's so excited to be around people that he can be out with. Oh, yeah. He took it way too far. And one of my favorite moments of this entire season so far was him talking about that with the first group of gay guests. Having that touching moment and getting to know him a little bit better was great. And Mm -hmm. then it just went completely the opposite direction, like in a really obvious way. Right. Where I thought it crossed a professional boundary. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to get into potentially deep waters, Kimberly. I'm terrified. (laughs) There have been many datelines. Don't, don't make it. it, <laughs> it is been nothing as scary as what happens on your show. <laughs> deep waters are not good on datelines. We're line. getting into the deep waters of Captain Sandy. Have you oh, always God. been a Captain never. Sandy fan? Did you lose your fandom? Were you never one? Where do you stand with Captain Sandy? Does she listen to this show? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yes, she does. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah, she does. Then why do you keep saying, I know Captain Sandy is not Jen's favorite. <laughs> You're just getting me in Dutch every time. <laughs> um, Because I'm still her friend. So there's that. No, I don't know how to answer that question. You're fine. Just be candid because here's this. I have said this to Sandy to her face. I have said it publicly a multitude of times. She is a genuinely good human. She just does and says some really dumb shit that gets her into trouble. Yeah. And I don't think it's intentionally malicious because I don't think she thinks that far in advance. Mm. I don't believe that she goes into things with bad intentions. And therein lies the difference. She's a foot and mouth kind of person. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Her management style has never been what I would respond to. I'm a really hard worker, but I do not like when someone's hovering over me and micromanaging everything. And I think if she just would have trusted her teams to do what they were going to do it would have been better. Yeah. I just, she's really rubs me the wrong way. Sometimes I think she's really great. I think she's driven a lot by ego wanting to be a mentor, I think. And that's her whole brand Mm -hmm. giving lecture tours and being a leader. So I think she really thrives when people need her. And like with the Natasha and Dave situation, she was like, I'm in it. I will fix this. 
But when people don't need her, like Hannah, I think it's a disaster. Right. And I think she holds grudges against people and chooses favorites. You put that so much more eloquently than I ever have. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with all of those things. I I think we've seen several captains, not all, but some play favorites in this situation, which is really frustrating, especially Mm -hmm. when you see other people that are trying hard that aren't getting the same accolades. Yeah as others, you know, as favorites. And I think not having Malia on this season is really allowing her. And, and first of all, I think that Sandy very much goes through the seasons and learns from her mistakes for Mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. Like you see her withdraw. She hasn't really been all that involved with the crew this season. Right. You've seen her withdraw pretty, pretty obviously. She's found a good balance. I think last year she was withdrawn. Last year, they pretty much just showed her sleeping the whole season. Right. Last season, she was too hands off with the Lexi situation. Correct. She didn't trust Katie, but then she would put the whole decision in Katie's hands, but then take it out of her hands. And yeah, yeah. she wasn't listening to people. And the biggest thing I think is when she heard how bad the situation with Lexi was, she never sat down, or at least we didn't see it with all the crew members to find out what happened. She never even asked Malia, who was involved in the issue that night. And she never asked. She And then at the reunion, she says, I didn't know how bad it was. I just heard it was bad. What does that mean? That's why you ask, you right. mm-hmm. ask people. That was one of those situations where I wish you would have been more involved. Yeah, exactly. Right. One thing I do like that she's done this season. I love that she didn't scream at Storm over the big issue with the radio, because I think Storm is like, like at my last job, my boss never yelled at me because if I ever messed up, they knew that I felt badly enough for all of us right that I was beating myself up so you don't have to yell at the person they know they made it well and I have a theory about that too she chose him so if she Mm -hmm. goes after him after his first day on the job of the promotion that she provisionally gave him it reflects badly on her decision that nailed it yeah so she can't go hard on him yeah sometimes I think she really really cares what people think and she I see her on Twitter, like responding to people or blocking people and getting really mad. And I think, I do think she wants people to like her and respect her. I agree with you. I don't think she comes in it with a Machiavellian sort of like, she's going to manipulate all of these situations, like with pure evil intentions. I don't think she's like that. Yeah. She's just not my style. I have actually defended her more this season than I ever thought I would already. And we're only, we've recorded through episode eight, (laughs) but we're only up to episode seven. Yeah. Sandy 3.0 has found her balance Mm -hmm. and I'm liking this version. I did not like the micromanaging version. I did not like the hands-off, do-whatever-you're-going-to-do version. Mm -hmm. This version seems like a good balance to me. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had any complaints this season. Just like you said, I was happy with how she treated Storm in this case. Mm -hmm. I've been happy with her encouragement of everyone, not just handpicking one or two people to encourage. Yes. I think that's growth. I agree. And I think she was right with Reagan. That was definitely the right way to handle that situation too. Yeah. That girl was lost in a fog. Yeah. Well, I appreciate self-care mm-hmm. and she took the time to, phys- <laughs> to, fit, to take care of her mental health and her physical health. She fed her soul and her 
heart and her body with food and cigarettes and yeah. fresh air, but she did not have any sort of hustle or anything. She had no sense of urgency whatsoever. There no. was not a quick phone. In and her I body. was an assistant <laughs> in Hollywood for 12 years. So like uh, I learned to, you don't walk, you briskly you almost yeah. run, you mm-hmm. know, with someone's food, with anything, with phone calls, whatever, everything has a sense of urgency, even though in the reality, it's just movies, it's dumb, but like, you have to have that sense of urgency. I never saw that from her. Not once. No, I completely agree with you and have said as much. And as an Aries, I'm a, let's get this done quick. Let's get this done quick kind of person. And mm-hmm. It frustrated me just to watch her. Yeah. Made my skin like twitchy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should not be much like how I feel when Dave is staring longingly at Natasha. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's, I'm telling you, I, Adrian can vouch for me. I even said that. I was like, there was something a little off about that. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it is our common true crime background. Mm hmm. There's a certain look (laughs) and you're just like, wait, wait, no (laughs) red flag, big red flag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Huge red flag. Is there anything you're looking forward to from the rest of the season? I'm invested because it's below deck, but I wouldn't say I'm like as obsessed invested this season. Okay. Because I feel like the Natasha Dave thing is kind of tainting it for me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. frustrating me a lot. So I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it as much. Well, obviously I will keep watching, but I guess the deck situation is where I'm most, I'm kind of done with interior right now. I'm going to just focus on the deck. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. And I'm glad Courtney's back. I liked her energy last year. Yeah. Like you said earlier, I like her relationship with Z. I think they have funny banner and they're just cute. And I like that they're just friends. I didn't need the boat mance from them. Like I was pushing for it last year. I'll cop to it, but I don't need that from them. Now that I know that they've developed into a good buddy friendship, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I'm excited to see more of that. How do you guys feel overall about the season as experts? (laughs) A, you go first. You're the expert expert. So much to my dismay, we have spent a majority of our recap episodes having to talk about Natasha and Dave because Mm -hmm. that's so much of the footage that we've seen. Mm -hmm. I really hope for my sanity that that changes. Yeah. That something clicks and the two of them, either one of them leaves Natasha and that (laughs) things just work themselves out, honestly, or they just personally ignore each other and professionally deal with each other so that we can talk about other things because it's just, it's so consuming when you look at the percentage of footage that we have to watch of the actual show. Yeah. I hope that Storm really pulls this out and excels and the rest of the deck team is cohesive. My prediction is that Jason isn't going to be around very long. I'll give him, so we're on episode seven now. Oh, you're good at this. Yeah. I'm going to say 10. Oh, okay. I think he'll make it till 10. I think he'll leave before the end of the season, 10 or 11, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Because I need a default for a to be continued episode because they did that to me last time. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But I think he's not going to hack it the whole season. I just don't see him hanging in there because I think he's already mentally checked out because he just doesn't feel like he jives with everybody. Yeah. I also am not entirely certain that Kyle's going to make it through the season. Mm. Oh, I hope you're wrong. If he perpetuates these antics or if something kind of comes crashing to a halt. Yeah. I don't know if we'll see him. 
but that would be to his detriment and the rest of us, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think he's good at his job. I agree. We are going to see, I know, a blow up between him and Natalia, another one, I think. Yeah. I think that a lot of that too has to do again with Natasha. And I hate that it sounds like I'm putting everything on her, but she's so distracted with her texting Mm -hmm. that she's not wrangling her team in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that when she came down the stairs and just said, I'm going to let you guys sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy kind of had that attitude too. And that drove me crazy. I would just like nip it in the bud, I think. Well, that's part of your job as a leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What I'm looking for as a super fan, believe it or not, I don't really like to hate watch and I want to see something happen. That's fun. Yes frivolous, a little silly. I loved, loved, loved that we got to see an expedition, even if it was just a freaking golf cart tour of Malta. Yeah. I love that we got off the boat for a minute. I want to see more of that if they can. Yes. And more of the guests that's not like in a crude way. Yeah. More fun party type themes where they get involved. I liked the talent show on Sailing Yacht until it got to Gary's horrid lap dance. (laughs) But I like those kind of things where the crew interacts with the guests. So I'd like to see more of that. I agree completely. And I think Bravo seems to think that we like hate watching. Like, I think they thought we really loved watching Lexi be evil. Yeah. But I don't personally. Mm -hmm. I would rather watch the guests be drunk and fighting amongst themselves and the crew is getting along. Right. Well, I think they got an equal amount of traction between the Erica Rose oh, situation yeah. uh-huh. and the Lexi situation. And it was far more entertaining for us to take shots at the Erica Rose situation. Yes, because yeah. we feel like part of the crew, like we kind of feel like those are our people. And if Lexi's being horrible and scary and evil and you feel like you are living amongst her in the crew mm-hmm. quarters but then if it's a guest they're gonna leave soon they can be rich and horrible and we can hate them freely and then they can leave right there's a light at the end of the tunnel exactly and they are the upper class and we're down below it's Downton Abbey you know and we're yes. free to hate them and their drunken antics but when it's like living amongst us like insidious like Lexi <laughs> was then I did not enjoy that but when it's the guests that were like the realtors and she kept telling Captain Lee that she was from Michigan and mm-hmm. and then the guy ate his dinner down on the swim platform and then they just started screaming at each other and the whole yeah crew was eavesdropping i Mm -hmm. love that i love stuff like that yeah and that stuff really happens oh Mm -hmm. so good i agree with you i like the bad behavior to be on the part of the guests i feel like i'm part of the crew as well Mm -hmm. those are the people i root for those are the people i want to see succeed move up in the ranks if that's what they want to do but i want to see that as a cohesive unit yeah i don't like the infighting i really don't like watching something tear itself apart yeah it was emotionally draining it is it's exhausting for me to get that invested and i shouldn't get that invested in tv <laughs> but that's what yeah. i do yeah i hear you yeah mm-hmm. and i could stop but i choose to not so i have right. to take some of the blame <laughs> 
it is a coping mechanism that mm-hmm. is actively hurting you, but you're still going to do it. That's yeah. how I feel about watching reality TV. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. It takes me out of my own head, which is not always the best place to be. So. Yes. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to have to figure out some way to lure and entice Katie into watching a few episodes and have oh, both yeah. of you back. I mean, she can so just fun. listen to how much fun we had doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. She's going to be so jealous. Guys, amp up how much fun we had. She gets really jealous. Okay, we'll oh, talk man. about secrets. Yeah. We'll- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, everybody, you need to listen to A Date with Dateline. Follow them on Twitter. It's at Date Dateline. They are fantastic. They take you into one of my favorite worlds. They have great guests. Dateline actually loves them. So if the freaking show loves them, you know that they're good. <laughs> Do I have to sign a change.org petition to get Jen on your show? <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. That's funny. I am no Josh Mankiewicz and I am definitely no Keith Morrison. I don't even think I can <laughs> make is? my voice do that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but the great part, Kimberly, is that she'll do all your homework for you. <laughs> oh, I love that. I need a break. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Let everybody know where to find you. It's all at Date Dateline and we have a Patreon and we have a Supercast. We do like bonus live episodes where we record live episodes and we sometimes do cheat dates and we cheat on Dateline and we do like 2020 or 48 hours. And uh, Um, our website is cool. It has like a spreadsheet with prices of hitmen and it has like (laughs) our, (laughs) our bingo cards and we have fun merch and like, yeah. And aren't you doing a spinoff with the British Baking Championship? Did I read We that have right? a little baby podcast that's A Date with the Bake, which is where we recap Great British Bake Off whenever it's new on Netflix. So yeah, we'll be cool. coming back for that soon. Awesome. Less murder, that less murder more with. soggy bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adrian will be all over that. Oh, I love that. You are into that? Oh, well, you're a chef, so obviously. Exactly. That's your jam. I can shed some chef light on that if you want. Yes. We don't know what we're talking about. We're like, that looks like a croaking bush. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We totally try to pretend like we know what we're talking about. Those eggs should have been whipped. That was a rookie mistake. (laughs) Like we have no idea. I am barely a cook. I understand your pain. Yeah. And Adrian could definitely guide you through. So when that's back on, you need to pull your network resources in and yes, she will be all over it. Oh, I am in. I will mystery science theater 3000 the shit out of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Kimberly. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. We had the best time. Absolutely. Whenever you want to come back, Ah. don't hesitate. Reach out if you've got something. You can, well, you're on the West Coast, so live tweets are hard to join us for, but you can definitely throw in your two cents on our opinions so we can shout you out. Yes. Shout out your brilliance on the pod here too. So You know what? It's just fun to have people that know the show. And I know, Adrian, you're forced to know the show, but it's just (laughs) fun because no one else I know watches it. That's why we started this whole thing. You know, it was just us talking on the phone. We would break down the show after and she's like, this would make a good podcast. Absolutely. We would do regular Tuesday morning decompression sessions. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. That's what my show is, but with Dateline, but with yeah. And at, at one point I just said to Jen, you know what? We should really turn this into a podcast because oh. we're wasting our energy by not including other people in this. So I'm glad that. it has worked out the way that and it is. And it's fun. And we've met a lot of wonderful people. We would have never met you otherwise. It's been really great. And I'm sure you guys have been around since 2017. So your community is even bigger, but you see how it grows. And then all of a sudden you don't feel like the lone person watching yes. something. <laughs> Absolutely. People get your inside jokes. People, Mm -hmm. you've got bingo cards for crying out loud. People get it and you build your own community and you have a way to talk about the things we love. We have listeners that have become best friends through our show and then have like flown to meet each other. That's so cool. Like the community over the television shows is beautiful, I think. That's what we hope to develop into at one point. And what I also would like, okay, on Twitter the other day, I saw one of your listeners takes notes during your episodes. Yeah. And I was like, that is the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. I would love if somebody would take notes during one of our episodes. I don't know that ours are astute enough. I gotta get our listeners. Oh, are you serious? Bob B is all over everything that we do. He's like, wait a second, ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. We have people correct us. Oh no, we get oh my God. And people listen to our old episodes and send us corrections from things like five years ago. It's Uh a nightmare. It never stops if you said something wrong. But yeah, yeah, people want to do bingo cards for our show just listening to our podcast that's amazing there's a buzzfeed quiz are you a kimberly or a katie and i think you guys need an are you a jenna or an adrian for sure Mm. i'd be so sad nobody would want to be a jen and i'd cry (laughs) that's not true i feel like i'm part more super fans than we do professional yacht crew there's a lot more super fans out there than there are professional yacht crew yeah, mm-hmm. but they all want to talk to you. It's just like Adrian's on a yacht right now. Do you want to <laughs> record with me or wait till she comes back? I'll wait till she comes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. This was so much fun. Thank you again for doing this. Everybody give them a listen, follow them on Twitter, listen to them wherever you get your podcasts, check out their Patreon and their website, a date with Dateline. It doesn't get any better if you're a true crime lover. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next week for the recap of Below Deck Med Season 7, Episode 8. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.